we submit ourselves unto you oh God and today Lord we pray that you use Reverend Gideon your sent man uh, to communicate the dealings of the spirit take us deeper take us further open our hearts touch our minds show us the things that's been hidden in plain sight mysteries of your word for you said man shall not live on bread alone but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God over the last nine days oh God we've been richly fed in the spirit so we ask oh God today will you knit it all together let us see the mosaic the portrait you have painted of the last 10 days including tonight Radabande kalabratos kapai makatosa ekadabashete radababando kobabande kedabashatapai randes ketele rabashata okadabande kalabashataya rokotonde kelebashande kete rande kamamande kadabasere let each and every one of us oh god have an encounter tonight oh god zekata have encounter let your word speak to our hearts our minds our emotions lord speak from the causal unseen realm let us have an understanding of what it means to be positioned in christ the thing that was lost uh, in eden that's been brought back uh, that's been redeemed we will no longer live below our standard we have zoe life Mande kalaba shatai radaba sekete roko malaba shatande kete rakatoso mande kete you have written your laws and your ordinances on our hearts yea makadaba shade bosa rakatapa mande selede boska tande kede bosha ratapapa mande kato koto rakadaba shande kando sekete le you have written your laws in our hearts you said of born of women none was greater than john the baptist but the least of these born in the kingdom will do greater exploits Radaba, bring revelation and understanding, O oh God, to those promises. Your words are yea and amen. Le kadaba shatai, mande kalaba shekoto. Radaba, show us exactly who we are in Christ. Le kadaba, show us the position we hold. E kamande kete, radaba sha. For you have set us a little lower than Elohim. E kadaba shakatai. Mande kadaba shete, 
Raka, we are the image bearers of God. We take our place tonight. We step into a new season. We put on new praise. We put on new garments. Let the wine of the last 10 days be poured into new containers of God as we go into 2023. As we embark on government, our governance and governing. Mande Kadobosa Rakata, make us ready. Radaba, you are the potter, we are the clay. Continue to form us, continue to mold us, place us in your fire, go burn out all impurities. Le Gadaba Shadae Labashande Keta Roko Mandeskete Le Labashando Kolabasando Kotai Rakata Papa Pande Ke Labrakata that we may walk according to the volume of the book that is written of us. E Labashataya Mande Kete for great exploits we will do. E Kada we will have lack for your kingdom. We will colonize, oh God, for your kingdom. Rata, we will have lack for your kingdom. Oh, Kadaba say, oh, we proskeneo, oh God, leka katalam bono us, eka apprehend us, apprehend us for the thing that you created us for. Eka laba shetai, mande kalaba sekete, rata papa, oh kadabande kete, rande salabrata papa, ande kondos kete, lebrakatando shadande kele rabando kota. Us, oh God, for the thing that you created us for. Alabakasa, we will walk according to the volume of the book that you have written of us. Activate, oh God, activate. Mande kadabashete, osa sharpen us like quivers, uh, like bow in your quivers. Le kalaba, use our tongues ah uh, for battle and our lips for war. Use our tongues for battle and our lips for war. Le daba shande kataya, rakadaba sekere, mando se laba shekete, roko pando skapande kedere debo bos kapando yaraba shande katai. Rande katos kapando sheketai roko mande kerede bobos kapande ilabashande katando kotai roska papando papando kolaba o segerede visit us oh god visit us father we're expecting divine visitations le kadabasha o kalababa we're expecting a word ah once have you spoken twice have we heard you speak from eternity now Zadaba shekata, made kalaba, rakada basketalo brokoto. We shift, oh God, from children to young men and women. Ladaba setababa, we shift from a state of dependence to interdependence. Mande kadaba shataya. Oh, we partner with your spirit. Lebalaba kotosa, mande kata papa, rakata. 
Touching heaven, changing earth. Lord, open up the portals of heaven. Open up the portals of heaven. Keep them open, O God. Ministering angels, Yedabashata, O Kalaba, send them on assignments. Makadaba Sekedite, Rakata Papa, Mande Kelaba. We're coming up from our refreshing, E Kalabu, coming up from our well of salvation, E Kalaba Shatai, Mande Kete, ready to go again, E Kadaba Skepa, Mande Kadaba Shede. Roko Mande, send us out. Give us our marching orders. Yegalaba Shandi, Okadaba, Mande Seketete, Radaba Babande Sekeleba Shatai, Rakapapando Sekalabrakatando Shadai, Zabrande Ketete, Radaba Sekete, Roko Mande Salababa Sekete, O Shekalaba Shekomando Sabratosta, Ekande Shadai. Mande kalabase de debus rakadabash Bande kele bokota roko papande kando shadai o se de de debusa rakata papande kete roko nikata mande sadai Rokoban de Kete Labrakata, Jean de Kalababa, O Kadaban de Kaila Brandosh Katan de Kalabra, Shakata Tai Lebrakata, O Sabrandos Katai, Rande Kede de Bosa, I Kalabashanda Ukoman de Sekaila Brakatan de Kadada Boskataya, Eyadabashata. Every night and day And there's no delay Endless praise resound To you Let endless 
praise resound every night and day for there's no delay let endless praise resound to you let endless praise resound so I take my gain up just a little bit every night and day no delay let endless praise resound we lift you up 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 we're giving you our love 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 for everything you've done 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 we give you all the praise we lift you up 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 we're giving you our love 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 gain up just a tiny bit more for everything you've done 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 yeah we're giving you our praise to you. Let endless praise resound every night and day, for there's no delay let let's praise resound we lift you up 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 we're giving you our love 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 for everything you've done 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 yeah we're giving you our praise and we'll forever be chasing after you we'll be chasing after you we'll forever be chasing after you Ebata. We'll be chasing after you And I'll forever be I'll forever be Chasing after you And I'll be chasing after you And I'll forever be I'll forever be Chasing after you Oh I'll be chasing after you and I will go on from faith to faith and glory to glory and 
and I will go on from faith to faith from glory to glory and I'll forever be chasing after you I'll be chasing after you I'll forever be I'll forever be chasing after you I'll be chasing after you. I'll be chasing after you. And I'll be chasing after you. I'll be chasing. Yanamano Shadiata Ilamo Shadit Akuriaro Shadit Lift your voice tonight, everybody. And make a declaration of intent to the Lord. Help me know that you're near. 
I will exalt you. We will exalt you. We will exalt you. You are our God. I will exalt you. I will exalt you. I will exalt you. You are my God. One more time I say, and I will exalt you, and I will exalt you, and I will exalt you. my God, you are my hiding place, my savior refuge, my treasure, Lord, you are my friend and, and king, you're the anointed one most whole and because you're with me because you're with me because you're with me I will not fear. Nah, Elohim. Elohim, 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 Elohim. Nelohim, 
Zedendo reketi brado jnahati kebedelia. Zinando reketi brado stavadi kadado staba. Lere de bes kirianto maradie ketal. Ayetola. Ayetola. Ayetomayani abadola. Eyo no no ne. Eyo no ko. Eyo no no ne le ate. Ishanani non te bata. Sekrodon devetika pali atos kapapali etela. 
Atomante, 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 atomante like seveti e curiata zebrotos nafre ketifra nanso frotonente se frotonente breketiba liako riatata zigedebo liako bobobo zigedebala zegedebobo riakata zigedebo riane shadolodo zigaradado shadela Yenando sheta akando shede yadurure komadi shebari ekosata sinaforika atole bronante kipapaliata zevretonambo atiketelela zivretobo satikalati. Ah, you who dwell within the wings of the cherubim shine forth tonight. And we will seek your face for the rest of our days. There is no land that we wouldn't go through, no path that we wouldn't walk through, just to know the touch of your grace. We will seek you, and we will find you, and then we'll love you all the days of our lives. We will seek you, and then we'll find you, and then we'll love you all the days of our lives. We will seek you, I will find you, and I will love you all the days, all the days. All the days I will seek you And I will find you And I will love you All the days of my life I want to be a laid-down lover I'm going to be a laid-down lover in every way and every day I will be your lay-down lover bringing you all of me I want to be a lay-down lover for you so this is what I'll do serenity you serenity you I'm gonna be your lay-down lover serenity you Serenity you I will be your late-term lover Serenity you, Jesus I will be your late-term lover Serenity you, serenity you Serenity you, 
surrender to you i'm going to be your laid down lover surrender to you whether this flesh likes it or not your laid down lover surrender to you and yield it to you i lord will do your pleasure surrender to you surrender to you lay down lay down lay down yekomana lay down lay down lover i will be to you a lay down lover in every way in every day heart on a pilgrimage through the valley of weeping i will go set my heart on a pilgrimage till i appear before you in zion set my heart on a pilgrimage through the valley of baker i will go until i appear before God in Zion Tonight I'll appear tell him I will appear before you And I'll appear before God in Zion Ha I have business before your court tonight Now I'll appear I'm not in the bleachers I'm not a spectator Lord I have jurisprudence. I have jurisdiction, sorry, in this jurisprudence. Tonight we appear before you. Kanina basa. Kanine mo sativara katila bahadi. Tonight we appear in the realm of the unseen. Until I appear before God in Zion Shilamana no yadeta tonight we ask lord for a valid sitting of the court of heaven open your mouth and pray let it be in this room in the airwaves tonight as it is as it is come on somebody cry before as it is in heaven as it is in heaven be a quorum of the heavenly courtroom let there be a quorum of the heavenly courtroom let there be a quorum of the heavenly courtroom tonight let edicts be passed that will alter 
the destinies of generations. Let transactions be conducted that will change the course of history. Let men and women be recruited into an order that our days have never before seen. Blessed be to the one who was and is and never shall be. Glory, glory to 
the King glory 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 Tita glory 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 let your glory settle here tonight let your largeness find space for you dwell in eternity and with him who is of a contrite and broken heart. Set eternity in our hearts tonight that we may carry you. Be not dormant, Lord, but active. Be comfortable but not asleep in this boat. Throw your weight about Make your presence felt and known. Speak to us. Transform us. Conform us and reform us. In advance we return the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. To God be the glory. Greater things he is doing to you be your glory. Greater things are yet to come. Hey, Nata. So we bless you. Thank you for lifting burdens tonight. Thank you for breaking yokes. Thank you for changing stories. Thank you for rewriting histories. So we lift our hands and we lift our hearts. And we offer up the praise that's due your name. Yeah. So we lift our hands. And we lift our hearts and we offer up this praise that's due your name. One more time, do it somebody. So we lift our hands and we lift our hearts and we offer up this praise that's due your name. So we lift our hands and we lift our hearts and we offer up this praise that's to your name. One more time, everybody. And we lift our hands and we lift our hearts and we offer up this praise that's to your name thank you thank you thank you 
we are a people of your presence and we know when you have truly chosen to make yourself manifest we don't take it for granted Lord thank you tonight not because we deserve to invoke you but because we have found mercy in your sight you are welcome Fente fente, rabata rabata, ribiti ribiti, eiloba tobiju. Thank you. Oh, I have it on good authority tonight that the Lord is here. We have it on good authority that His presence has chosen to tabernacle with us. We are expectant of his goodness. If anyone else shares my sentiments, would you clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Hallelujah. All right, I will be out of your way in a couple of minutes. Welcome to night 10. Somebody say night 10. Look at them and say, we made it, y'all. Say, we made it. We made it. Hallelujah. Welcome to night 10. Of You can, you can be seated. For those of you in the studio, you can be seated. Welcome to night 10 of the Tabernacle of David virtual camp meeting for 2022. Uh, we are finishing tonight in the presence of the Lord here live broadcasting you from our embassy studio in the city of London. It has been 10 days of encounter, of refreshing, of, of portals, of accelerated dealings. We were praying on the way back home last night in the car and my my was it my 10 year old or my nine well my soon to be 10 year old or my eight and a half year old said um lord thank you for no no he said let's pray that god would what, what did he use now speed up or accelerate no no he said god would help us to catch up with his will and his plan for our life and in that moment i said lord if i die today i'm good you know uh and, and even a 10 year old caught the message of this 10 days uh, a time for accelerated dealings with god because believe me what is to come in 2023 you will need the whole of 2023 to process the spiritual economy of 2023 there can be no carryover somebody say no carryover uh, uh, if you i don't know if, if you if you if you're not from a certain era uh, of 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 post of graduate or sort of university study in Nigeria, you don't understand what I mean. But when you have eight units in a semester, you can't afford 
Aha. And, and, and next, next year will be a nine-unit semester, trust me. Uh, God is resplendent in the dealings that he will pour out. And we have taken this time to prepare ourselves to go outside the camp uh, to pitch our tent and seek him in the cloud. Next year, we will do at least a few days in person and probably at a retreat center. I, I'm, I'm thinking we might as well just make it a proper camp meeting. Right, says, so let's go away for three days and just, just rub off on God as he rubs off on us. But this year has been amazing. Thank you to everybody who has followed, who has engaged. And I pray that the dealings of the Lord will begin with the husband men who have labored in Jesus' name. Alrighty, this is the time to give to the Lord if you are so disposed and led. The details are in the video description. They will also be on your screen. Uh, again, we uh, forgot to make them available for those of us in studio. We're so used to doing uh, Wednesday as just a virtual broadcast. But if you check your YouTube channels, even for those of you in the studio, you will find the details on the screen and in the video description. We encourage you to do as scripture says, which is to buy the truth and sell it not and not with money, not with price, but with passion and covenant. And so you don't buy covenant with your money. You buy it with a desperation or what's the word now? You buy it with an understanding and a heart transaction. And sometimes that heart transaction moves your pocket. Does that make sense? If, if your wallet is involved, it must be the natural overflow of a heart connection of covenant with what God is doing. Uh, Monsieur Delarus says, can we do Ashburnham Place? Well, Monsieur Delarus, if you are ready to, uh, to join the team that puts that together, perhaps we can. Perhaps we can. And if you have a nice offering to the Lord tonight, would you lift it up both virtually and online and in the room? Uh, if you're giving electronically, you can lift up your device wherever you are. And Father, I pronounce the blessing of the Lord upon every gift, every seed, every act of financial subservience to you that is passing through the platform of this house. We proclaim the blessing of a thousand times more in the name of jesus for each one let money truly answer all things the things that money by itself cannot buy let this act of financial covenant answer let your goodness be poured out and your kingdom be established in every life in jesus name amen a little bit more housekeeping before we move on tonight obviously being a wednesday uh, it would be a normal quorum service so we have plenty of time in the presence of the lord this evening to express the heart of the lord now this is the final someone say final this is the final in person what's a final broadcast service sorry uh from kingdom culture until the 31st of december and so if you see uh, a notification that we are live it will be one of two things or both of two things on the 25th just turn my my volume down just a little bit here in the house the volume in the house uh, on the 25th of december on sunday reverend gideon odoma will be ministering in the city of sheffield at the redeemed christian church of god victory assembly uh, i will also be there in person along with him 
and so we will see if we can stream that service onto our YouTube platforms, our YouTube and online platforms. And then on the 28th and 29th of December, I will be in the city of Liverpool with Pastor Fola Olawiye and the RCCG Love Assembly. There are two assemblies. One has victory, the other one loves. Amen. And we will also see if we can stream that as well. But there will be no official gathering, virtual or in-person of Kingdom Culture until 9 p.m., on the 31st of December when we will be coming to you live from this studio and then we move into the new year amen and we will also have a Sunday service the next day amen because God will give us double for the enemy's trouble now that we've put that out of the way would you stand with me this evening if you're in the house and if you're online and you can that will be good and for 60 seconds just say Lord speak your servant is listening and will obey Say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening and will obey. Chart a course for your agenda for me. I will receive the law at the mouth of the Lord. We give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. All right, with no further ado, let me get out of your way. Would you please help me make welcome my brother to the podium this evening reverend gideon odoma all the way from joss where god lives in nigeria bless you sir. okay you got your own awesome hallelujah hallelujah amen you may be seated uh if you're in the studio maybe seated All right, it's a pleasure to be here on this final night of these 10 days um, of spiritual ceremony that should have been virtual. Uh, it's good to be in-house and um, grateful to those of you that were to make it into the studio. I want to appreciate everyone else who is joining us online. I believe that um, this night God will uh, make it a night to be much remembered. In the name of Jesus, let us pray. So, precious Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for the privilege to see the last day of these 10 days of congregating before you, of praying, of consecrating. And so, Lord, I ask that you will bring to us a blessing that is uh, appropriate for this last night as we look up to you and as we hope upon your mercy. Do for us, do to us, and do in us that which only a great, great God can do in the midst of his people and take all the glory to yourself. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right. Um, last night, I, or yesterday evening, I tried to explore the possibilities of um, presenting to us a bit of the tabernacle narrative of the Old Testament taking a look at some of the aspects of the tabernacle of Moses. 
and we uh, did make the point that when you drill down, the tabernacle itself was a stretch of linen clothing or linen cotton, as it were. And those cottons that were called the tabernacle were in 10 pieces, and each of the 10 pieces was supposed to be sewn with four others, and so you had five apiece. And then the two sets were further joined, and they were joined by uh, loops that were made in them. This was now what eventually was called the tabernacle. Now, I want you to remember that we said that this tabernacle was what formed the space that is the holy place and the holy of holies. So that when you entered into the compound uh, of, the, of the tabernacle, the outer court, as it is called, called which is the compound, uh, obviously, that outer court was just a space. And within that outer court, you had another boot, like a tent that was completely covered. And that was what accommodated both the holy place and the holy of holies. And the holy place and the holy of holies were basically separated by cotton. There was just a cotton between it. The moment you drop that cotton is one space. Uh, all of those have spiritual significance for how we understand certain New Testament or new creation realities, if you like. But the moment you uh, understand, therefore, that the tabernacle, technically speaking, or ultimately, that the tabernacle was this piece of, you know, uh, linen clothing, you now see why it is such a powerful imagery of our New Testament uh, experience of life in community and life within the apostolic government of our faith. Now, I'll explain that. So you see, when you see the way that the tabernacle was supposed to be hoisted, the only reason why the tabernacle was not grounded, because if you just took uh, a cotton and you spread it, it's just going to fall flat on the ground. But the tabernacle, even though it was that linen cotton, the reason why it didn't fall flat on the ground was because there was a structure. There was something that gave it form. All right? There was something that gave it structure, that held it together, so that when you throw the tabernacle over it, it took a bit of the form of that which held it together. Um, if we get that far, I will deal with the New Testament import of um, the way that the structure of the tabernacle was designed so that the tabernacle could be thrown across it and then it will have form and it will have space for other things to be brought inside. But 
I also did mention to us last night, and this is important for some of the things I would say this evening, that the moment you had this linen clothing or linen cotton that has been spread across, which is called the tabernacle, then there was uh, a few other layers that was placed upon it. And if you follow our reading in Exodus chapter 25, the Lord was very specific with regards to some of the items that were required to be brought by the children of Israel for the erecting or the construction or the pitching or the building of this tabernacle. So once you have the linen clothing, the next thing was the goat skin that we read about that God required in Genesis uh, in Exodus 25. The goat skin was also stitched together to be broader than the, the, the area of the linen clothing. So when you throw the goat skin on top of the linen clothing, you are no longer going to see the linen clothing. On top of the goat skin, you will now have the ram skin that was dyed red. And on top of the ram skin, you now have the badger skin. These are uh, four levels or three protective cover gave the leaning, the, 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 the protection, if you like, that it needed from the element so that even though the leaning was across the, the wooden structure, the leaning was not in direct contact with the sunlight and with the elements and all of that. This was a very meticulously designed infrastructure that God put in place for even that temporary tabernacle that was made in the beginning. Now, all of those details would be important, particularly for the corporate uh, understanding of the tabernacle narrative. But as at the time we we're finishing last night, I tried to make the point that there are layers across which we must understand this whole tabernacle enterprise. At least the first layer is that it was something that was physically built in the Old Testament. But being built in the Old Testament physically meant that it was a pointer to something bigger than itself and a pointer to something that was further than itself. And therefore, the language of the New Testament would be to call it a kind of shadow. And the New Testament would say that these things, in the ironic settings, they were shadows both of good things to come and shadows of heavenly things. Now, that's one layer. Second layer is the tabernacle narrative or the tabernacle uh, uh, system was a prefiguration of the reality that was going to be made manifest in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ so that the word can be made flesh and dwell among us to be part of the ultimate fulfillment of the tabernacle that was built so that God could dwell among his people. I also said that there is a personal dimension to the fulfillment of the tabernacle arrangement of the Old Testament in the New Testament economy. And in the New Testament economy, the personal fulfillment of that tabernacle narrative is in the life of the individual believer, such that you as a person, your body is the temple. Your body is the, 
is the accommodation. Your body is the dwelling place of God. And God dwells in you by his spirit. Then uh, uh, um, there is also the layer of the corporate fulfillment of the tabernacle imagery of the Old Testament. That means that believers in general, as a corporate people, they make a dwelling place for God. All right? So it's not just that you as an individual, you are God's temple. It is that the church is a dwelling place of God so that God dwells within the church. Um, if I have time this evening, I would be touching briefly on that. You remember how Jesus himself had said that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in in the midst of them. God said, let them build me a tabernacle that I might dwell among them. The dwelling of God coming in the midst of his people uh, was the objective of the tabernacle in the Old Testament. And we see that the church in the New Testament provides that same kind of facility for God at a level. Ultimately, in the eschaton, that is, you know, in, in the world to come, if you like, the final things. In the eschaton, we are going to have an arrangement by which the dwelling of God is going to be among his people. It's going to be so potent, so powerful, so visual, so, uh, 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 so brilliant that the Bible says when that is actualized, there will eventually be no need for any kind of, not even just artificial light, but even natural light. There'll be no need of sunlight. There'll be no need of the moon because God in the midst of her will be the light of that city. This is when all Ultimately, the dwelling of God is now in the midst of his people. And it is one of the very beautiful things, even though sometimes it can be hard to comprehend because when you're looking at the new heaven and the new earth, it is the new earth. And in that new earth, there is no need for sunlight because God is the light of that city. So sometimes when people feel bad about the fact that you are not actually going to be uh, transported into the heaven to live there forever, but you are going to be living on the earth forever. I don't think it's such a bad deal, however you look at it, especially that you are going to be living in such uh, immediacy of the presence of God that is so immediate that there would be no need of any kind of natural light. Uh, I know that that is like on the earth, but that looks to me, I mean, I don't know. That, that's, as, that's as heaven as it gets, right? If you are living in a place that God is so immediately present that the presence of God provides all of the electricity need of that place, how much closer do you want God to be? to be in order for you to know you're in God's presence. And the last time I checked, really, what makes heaven heaven is not really the geography, it's the presence. It's the one that inhabits heaven, that makes heaven heaven. Heaven is basically wherever God lives, if you like. Wherever God lives. Looks to me like a good definition of heaven. So when somebody says, oh, you know, God does not live in heaven, because in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And if God created heaven and the earth in the beginning, where was he before he created the heaven and the earth? 
I like to say, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Who cares where he was before he created the heavens and the earth? I, I don't need to know where God used to live in order to know where God lives now. <laughs> right? The same way that some of you are in the UK now and then maybe you've been in the UK for 20 years, but then maybe you are 30 years. I will not be wrong to say you live in the UK. Then for somebody to say, how can you say she lives in the UK? She's 30 years and she's only been in the UK for 20 years. So where was she before she started living in the UK? Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> what if I don't know where she was before she started living in the UK? Does that invalidate my position that she lives in the UK? No. I may not know where you were living before you came into the UK, but that doesn't mean that I'm wrong in saying that you do live in the UK. God lives in heaven. And the place that God lives, on the other hand, looks to me like a good definition of heaven. If God is going to be so present in the midst of his people, according to our Revelation chapter 21, that the city will have no need of natural or artificial light, that is good enough for me. This would be the final cosmic consummation or cosmic fulfillment of the tabernacle narrative. At this point now, it is very obvious that the, the world, as it were, has become an abode, has become a dwelling place for the Lord, that God is in the midst of her. So you can track your way from the tabernacle of Moses in its fulfillment across these different layers. I don't know how many layers I've mentioned already. There's a personal layer. There's a corporate layer, isn't it? I talked about the personal layer, the corporate layer, the Christologic layer, and then the eschatological layer. So at least there's like four layers apart from the physical tabernacle itself in the days of Moses that would become the, uh, if you like, that is the, or the specimen out of which we are drawing these interpretations. If you are still here, say amen. Oh, all right. So I'm going to try to um, I'm going to try to teach for just a few minutes, and then we'll go into some prayer ceremonies before I get out of your way. So yesterday, I said to us that it's important that we understand that transition from what Moses built to what it means to you and I living in a different testament according to that testamental framework so that we'll be able to completely or to fully maximize the possibilities and the language of the tabernacle that was, uh, um, that was built uh, during the days of Moses. In the New Testament, one of the tabernacle uh, fulfilling narrative is the individual believer as a dwelling place for God. We had already said that the tabernacle is simply like a dwelling place. That's basically what it is. It's a tent. It's a tabernacle. 
It's a tent. It's a dwelling place. There's a sense of, um, 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 if you like, tentativeness to it. That means that many times the tabernacle is not necessarily designed to be a permanent feature. It's not, it doesn't have that permanence, but it is a dwelling place for as long as it lasts. In the New Testament, the New Testament uses the same kind of language to designate the individual believer that you are a dwelling place for God. You are a dwelling place of God. And this has huge ramifications. The, the ramifications are intense. There are intense ramifications following from the mere fact that you are designed to be a, uh, a vessel that can be a receptacle, not just a receptacle, but that can be an abode for the almighty uh, uh, God himself to take residence in. When you look at first uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 19, thereabout, First Corinthians chapter 6. I Alright. Uh, maybe we'll read from verse 18. It says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Verse 19 again. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and with your spirit, which are God's. The language of, this, of the 19th verse is that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I need you to get this, uh, to get the language here uh, quite uh, quite clearly. So, while it's okay to say um, God lives in your spirit, right? God lives in your spirit because God is a spirit or God is spirit. The, 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 the exact wording of this verse is that your body is the temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost, which you have, which you have received of God and you are not your own. Your body, therefore, is giving such a, a value according to this narrative that many times we, we don't seem to pay attention to. There is a sense in which some people even denigrate or depre deprecate the body. Okay? Because it's not the real you, the real you is your spirit that kind of thing. And so whatever you do with your body probably doesn't matter because they really you, they really you, they really you is your spirit. That isn't, that's not, that's not accurate by any stretch. It doesn't, no matter how you look at it, it isn't accurate. Your body is a vital component of your being. If actually you do not have a body, you are not human. You are not human if you don't have a body. And when, when God set out in this project in Genesis chapter 
chapter 1, he did say, let us make man, let us make man, let us make man, let us make man, let us make man. I'm saying that over and over again to help you to understand that man is a category in the creative enterprise of God. Angels, if you like, are categories, all right? Even though angels is more descriptive of a job than it is of ontology, but there are spirit persons. The Bible says, Angels, that what angels are they not ministering spirit? All right, he makes his angels spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. He's actually talking about the same thing. The angels are the ministers in context, he's not talking of one in heaven, one on the earth. All right, is is Hebrew parallelism. Uh, uh, the ones that serve him are flames of fire. That's basically what he's talking about. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that angels are ministering spirits. The Bible talks about the spirits that did not keep their own first estate. There are certain entities in creation that were created as spirit. So they, their category is spirit. The same way that you have a category that is feline, all right? That's the, the cat family. There's a category that is avian. That's the, uh, the birds, the, the, the family of the birds. Now, there is a category that is called spirit, and angels belong in that category. Cherubs belong in that category. All right, the seraph, the seraphim, they belong in that category. Is that okay? They are all spirit. They, they, they are spirit. But man belongs in a category. And the category is man. Now, when God, when God eventually was going to, uh, when he says, let us make man, we eventually realized that in order for God to have man, at the very least, there were three major components that needs to congregate or to be, you know, to be amalgamated in order for God to have what he wanted to have. So man has a human, uh, man is human, man has a bodily component, man has a soulish component, and he has a spirit component. These three components coming together make what God wanted to do, which is man. There are categories that have maybe just one component, spirit. But in their category, they are also called spirit. Man in his category is called man, but constitutionally, he is constituted of spirit, soul, and body. So that, so that if he is missing the body, he is not qualified, he's not a proper man. He's not a proper man without a body. That's why the Bible would say, sometimes the Bible goes through the pain to help us to understand this distinction. You hear in uh, Hebrews chapter 12 that we've not come to the mount that burns with fire and brimstone and all of that. Well, we've come to Mount Zion. We've come to the church of the firstborn. We've come to an innumerable company of angels. We have come to the spirits of just men made perfect. That's, that's a very roundabout way of saying something you think can be simply said. Why didn't he just say we have come to just men made perfect? Well, they are just, but you see, they are separated from their bodies. So these are the spirits of just men that have now been perfected. 
A day is going to come when these spirits are going to be reunited with the bodies. And on that day, there will be no need to use this kind of language. On that day, they will become men. Again, at least twice in the book of Revelation, Paul sees this, uh, John sees this revelation and he would see these persons under the, the altar that are crying to the Lord. Oh Lord, how long? And he said, and I beheld under the altar the souls of them that have been killed for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus. And they are crying, oh Lord, how long? And God says they should endure until the number of their brethren are complete from out of the world. The thing that John the Revelator saw were the souls of those that had been killed for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God. I'm basically trying to say to you that man is a category and that category is a category that is constituted of spirit, soul, and body. And the Bible tells us here that your body... Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You need to get this because when you look at the Christological implication of the tabernacle narrative, you would, which I think I tried to touch upon yesterday, you'd realize that the Bible says that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us in order for the word to dwell among us, the word had to take upon himself flesh. When, when that happened, when that happened, and in what we now call the incarnation, remember that when Jesus Christ is gone into heaven, eventually Paul the apostle comes along and is writing by the Holy Spirit on one of those occasions. He said that there's only one God and there's one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. That long after Jesus is ascended into the heavens, Paul still referred to him as the man, the man, Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us in Colossians, it says that in him dwells, not dwelt, dwells, present continuous that in jesus dwells the fullness of the godhead how bodily 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 and you are complete in him there is a, 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 a there's a concreteness there's a corporeality so that you can be very certain that uh in the eschaton you know Whatever you think about the person of the Holy Spirit and the visibility of that person, the person of the Father, even though the Father is spirit because Jesus said God is spirit. Now, one of the things you know for certain is that Jesus is man and Jesus is God. And in virtue of being man, you are going to be able to touch him, to hold him, to feel him and probably to have dinner with him. That all of that is possible in virtue of the body that Jesus had. Because from that day that Jesus was uh, 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 incarnate, the day that Jesus became incarnate and uh, was born as a human, he took upon himself an additional nature. It was not a change in the essence of Jesus. It was a taking up of an additional nature. The word already existed. In the beginning was the word. By the time you get to uh, verse 14 of the same uh, book and the same chapter it says the word and that word that already was in the beginning became flesh all right 
took on flesh and then dwelt among us so that now we beheld we were able to behold him in virtue of the corporeality in virtue of the incarnation but at the incarnation what was going on was not a belittling it was not a demotion in that sense it was simply one person that had one nature prior to this time now adding to himself a second nature so that now jesus is fully god and fully man it's not like 50 50 you know half god half human no he is fully he has bought a uh, he has both a human nature and the divine nature. And the humanity of Jesus, the nature, the human nature that Jesus took on was something from which he was not relieved even after the resurrection. And so, follow me, and so when we say that your body is the temple, that your body fulfills tabernacle narrative, when, when, when we are saying that, I'm saying it's important for you to know the importance of the word body in that narrative because of how it plays out in the person of Jesus. And I guess maybe that's just what I should focus on now because if you get that, you will be able to throw yourself into the narrative, all right? If you get it from the standpoint of Jesus, you see, when Jesus came into the world as the God-man, this was the word that was, that is, and that is to come. The same word that was there in the beginning. Not that began, it means that the word was there by the time the beginning was beginning. The Bible says actually that all things were made by him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. All right? If all things were made by him, that already tells you that he's not one of the things that were made. Because all things <laughs> were made by him. If we say all things were made by this person, that person cannot also be one of the things that were made. You would already need to have had that person in order to have the making of things. So, the word is the one by whom all things were made. As if that is not enough, the Bible now goes on to say, And without him, nothing was made that has been made. That is, secondly, to let us know that there are at least two categories of things in existence. All right? There are things that have been made because there are things that have not been made. The Bible says, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Or nothing has come into being that came into being. That means you need this one to explain the coming into being of everything that came into being. So when sometimes people ask the question, eh, if God created everything, who created God? All right? It, it, it's, it's a meaningless question. By definition, God is uncreated. By definition. So it's not that, it's not that we can't give you the answer. It is that you are not asking a right, the question you are asking is, is, has no meaning. All right? The category you are trying to apply to God does not exist, does not apply to God. 
And so your question is wrong-headed from the start. Jesus Christ is the explanation as the word of everything that exists and is the explanation of everything that was made so that he himself is in a different category altogether. That category is the category of things that have not been made because you need him to explain the things that have been made. Now, if that is who Jesus is, imagine therefore that Jesus takes on flesh, the word takes on flesh. I'm using that word uh, synonymously now because I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from. So the word that pre-existed Mary and Joseph takes on flesh and comes in the person that we now call Jesus of Nazareth. And the Bible says, the Bible says that the word which was God in the beginning, was made flesh so that he could dwell among us. That means, that means, hear me, that means that the body of Jesus provided tabernacle, provided accommodation, provided a dwelling place for God. There is a sense in which that is what it means, that the incarnation is, as we call it, incarnation, all right, is the, the word every time you've heard of a carnal believer or a carnal person, okay, is, is still the same word, carnal, incarnation, is, is, a, is, a, is a carnation there. That is flesh, is the, is the enfleshing of the word, that the word was incarnated, came in the form of a flesh. That, and that word from verse 1 is God. So this is the so it means that when when God was telling Moses you need to take me an offering of gold of silver of bronze and of purple and of uh, scarlet and of you know whatever and of uh, goat skin and of ram skin dyed red and of badger skin and all of these things of spices of incense of oil and oil for the incense when God was asking Moses to take all of these things and saying to him do this so that you can build me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them. A point came when God wanted to do the same thing, but now at another level. And the coming together of the silver, of the gold, of the acacia wood, and all of that that God told Moses to do in the Old Testament, the equivalent this time around was that God sourced flesh. It was flesh so that God could dwell inside of that flesh so that God could dwell in our midst. Do you get it? So the same way they were to build a tabernacle in the Old Testament so that God could come into the tabernacle and therefore dwell among his people because the tabernacle will be in the midst of his people and he will be inside of the tabernacle so then he is among his people and when you see that was why uh, uh, people every time that you saw the, the tabernacle or the temple it was a house of god that was the dwelling place of god jesus now in his body was an instance of the accommodation of god this everywhere he went now this is god all right this is god's house this is god's building god is dwelling inside 
of this. Uniquely, uniquely. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, a passage I hoped I'd have read yesterday. Hebrews 10. I want you to follow this reading in the light of what we are doing this evening. From verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. This, 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 is, this is very powerful stuff here. We don't have all of the time. But this way is new. All right, it's a new way, and it is a way that is alive. That there is a road, there is a way that is alive. And this way has never been seen before. It's new. It's a new and living way which he has consecrated for us. Who is a he in context? That's Jesus. I want you to follow the reading again from verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. So, the flesh of Jesus, according to this passage, is the veil. Are you with me? Are you there? Okay. We have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. That is very obvious tabernacle language. Um, we could go back into the Old Testament and you could see all of that. But it is a fact that Every time that you wanted to go into the Holy of Holies, that journey begins from the altar of uh, bond sacrifice. And what happened there is that the animal, the goat, was killed and the blood of the goat was collected in a bowl, in a basin. The high priest goes into the Holy of Holies, into the holiest of all, with that blood. That was the blood that he brought to apply upon the mercy seat. Okay? It is by that blood that the high priest is able to come into the Holy of Holies. But the blood was gotten from the altar of bond sacrifice, which is the first piece of furniture the moment you enter into the compound. This is how the journey begins. It begins with blood. You take the blood with you from the first point in the uh, out, uh, outlay of the tabernacle and the blood you travel with it to the last point in that outlay. The Bible is saying here the same thing, that we have boldness to enter into the holiest. That's the final spot in the outlay. But that boldness is by the blood of Jesus. That's one. It is by a new and living way which he, Jesus, has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. That the flesh of Jesus is the veil through which we can enter into the holy of holies. The flesh 
of Jesus. There's a new and living way which Jesus has consecrated for us. And that way, uh, 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 through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. The, the body of Jesus, the flesh of Jesus, was the tabernacle that, that needed to be broken through, as it were, the piercing. That was part of why Jesus Christ was pierced. The piercing of Jesus, the breaking of the body, the rending of the veil is what grants access to men and women to enter inside and now to stand face to face before the one that dwells in the Holy of Holies. Except that this time around, this way is new and this way is alive. It's a new and a living way. So you see that the principle is maintained from the tabernacle of Moses, it is simply now the, uh, uh, the fulfillment that is different. You are looking at the higher order of the fulfillment of the same principle. That if you are going to enter into the Holy of Holies under Moses, you needed to come with blood. If you are going to enter into the Holy of Holies in this system, you needed to come through blood. If you are going to enter the Holy of Holies under Moses, you need to go through the veil. If you are going to enter the Holy of Holies in this system, you also need to go through the veil. Except that whereas the veil under Moses was linen cloth, the veil in this economy is the flesh. Of Jesus. The breaking of the flesh of Jesus is what gives us access. It, it gives us what access now to be able to travel, as it were, all the way into the holy of holies. That is the new and the living way that Jesus Christ provides us opportunity and a pathway to come before God. This is why if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. This is why there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Because God, according to uh, Romans chapter 5, they, they has, there is peace now that has been made with God, all right, by the blood of Jesus. The cross of Jesus is the opening of the new and the living way to say that whosoever wills now may come. This was why the temple cut, the curtain in the temple was rent just as Jesus Christ was also being torn, as it were, upon the cross to say to us that the way is now open. It is the opening of that body, that, that flesh that was opened, gave both access now to go in and meet with God. And it also was what gave opportunity for that which is contained in the Holy of Holies to also flow out into the world. It is access. And that access is both in and out that I can go inside, and when I go inside, I cannot meet with a God that dwells within light that no man can approach. 
But the other side to it is that when that side was open, there was blood and water that flowed from his side. And it is a symbol of the church. There are all kinds of ways that we can develop that. It, it, it carries all kinds of layers of implications. But first and foremost for our purpose is the fact that with that opening, is the, it's like you are going through the veil of the tabernacle so that you can see what is within. Jesus Christ now provides us access, all right, to the one that dwells in the midst of a thousand fires. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. And that is fulfilled literally by the cross of Jesus in the crushing of his body and in the piercing of his side. A way has been opened for all men of all time to come inside and that they might now meet with the God, the word that was in the beginning with God and was God, but was covered, was carried, was accommodated within this flesh. Now you can break through the flesh and come inside to meet with the one himself that was the creator of the ends of the universe. It finds fulfillment in the person of Jesus. The tabernacle narrative of Moses, the principle has been maintained. So even though we are no longer under the ironic priesthood and all of that, an understanding of the details and the principles of it help us to better understand a number of the things that happened in the New Testament. Because sometimes it's like, why was that necessary? In fact, you're looking at Jesus, for instance, God was, Jesus was going to die, right? But then God was kind of hung up about the fact that his bones should not be broken. I'm like, a man is going to die. What? what? <laughs> How can it be worse than that? How can you be bent on preserving somebody's <laughs> bone from being broken when you are really going to let him die? Of what use are bones intact <laughs> when life is taken away from the person? It is because there are specific narrative, all right, that are supposed to be exemplified in the life and the pattern that Jesus provides us that fulfill Old Testament types and Old Testament uh, 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 pictures that already are, are captured in Scripture. When you see that Jesus Christ as a man, Jesus Christ as a man, is this kind of person that when he came around, he said, the kingdom of God is among you. Kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom of God is among you. At the beginning of his ministry in John's gospel, he said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it back up. And they say, you don't know what you're talking about. This temple took more than 46 years to erect. You want us to break it down, and you mean in three days, you will build it back up. The Bible said they were not aware that he spoke about the temple of his body. He was talking about the temple of his body. When the New Testament uh, announces to you that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that you have of God and that God dwells in you by his spirit. He's trying to give you an insight into tabernacle language. 
And the clearest way to see that is to look at how this finds fulfillment in the person of Jesus. That inside of your body, God might dwell there. So that when people come in contact with you, it is supposed to be a setup. It's supposed to be a setup because you are a carrier. There's a shrine on your inside. There's a shrine inside you. And God dwells there. That you are a carrier of things that ordinarily eyes cannot see. And so when people meet with you, it, it, it provides them a context to come close enough to an instance of the uh, living reality of a God that ordinarily should dwell far away in heaven. You, 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 how do I say this? You bring God close. That was the idea. Because that was what the tabernacle was. It was a way for God to come as close as possible to his people. To say, I want to dwell among you. I want to dwell among you. And in your own fulfillment of that ordination as a believer, you are therefore, you are not just supposed to be a carrier of God's presence. Men are supposed to be able to bump into God, like for real, in your vessel. And in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, Romans chapter 8, I want to see God. I want to see All right, Romans chapter 8, verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So, verse 11 says, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. The fulfillment of the tabernacle arrangement in the life of the individual believer has this kind of consequence that because your body provides accommodation for God, the Bible says, uh, and of course, um, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, the way that when we say God dwells in you, the way that God dwells in the individual believer is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how God dwells in you. All right? God dwells in you by his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So if I say, oh, God lives in my heart. Yes, it is true. The way that God lives in your heart is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, um, is, 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 is in your heart, all right? 
not just to represent God, not just as a representative of God, but as a representation of God. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit brings the Father to you. The Holy Spirit brings the Son to you. This is what Jesus meant when he was saying that when he comes, he will not speak of himself. That means he will not speak of his own accord. But whatever he hears, the same will he speak unto you. So that um, the way that the, Jesus would have been whispering to his disciples, if he was the one behind them saying, I want you to heal, I want you to touch that person. I want you to lay your hands on that person. Jesus Christ was basically saying to them, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I will come to you. How did Jesus come to them? It was by the Holy Spirit. So the, re, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the followers of Jesus was the fulfillment of Jesus' promise when he said, I will come to you. Right? So the Holy Spirit is in your heart in in, in the stead of Jesus, not instead of Jesus. Are you with me? Yeah. Of course, there's a sense in which he's there instead of Jesus, but he's actually primarily there in the stead of Jesus. He's there in the place of Jesus. All right? So, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, when Jesus Christ died, the coming back to life of Jesus was made possible by the Holy Spirit. God raised him from the dead by his spirit. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Jesus, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So, the Holy Spirit of God that lives in us, all right, in the stead of God, has as one of his objectives the quickening of the bodies in which he dwells. I want you to realize that my emphasis today has been on the flesh, has been on the body. We began by saying that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is not just a this is not just about your spirit. I'm talking about your body. That your body is in focus. Your body is the representation of the tabernacle that was built in the old old testament under Moses. And that tabernacle was built with very specific meticulous specification that was given by God. This wasn't something that God said, well, Moses, anyhow, you, whatever you find, just put something together, I will show up there. What really matters is my presence in the place. No. No. And like I showed you yesterday, God was saying to Moses, like, if you don't keep to accurate specification, I will not show up. I won't show up. But he said to him in verse 22 of uh, the passage in uh, Exodus chapter uh, 25 that when you do all of these things according to pattern, then he said, there I will meet with you. There is, there is an out, outlook. There is a required outlook of the space that God can dwell in. 
So, if your body is that tabernacle, if your body is that accommodation, if your body is that tent in which God wants to live, the Bible is saying to us here that the spirit of the one that raised the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, if that spirit dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies and he will do that by his spirit that dwell in you. That means what you need in order to revive your mortal body is not necessarily something that always has to come from outside. The Holy Spirit that you have received on your inside has within his uh, 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 um, duties the responsibility of the quickening of your mortal body. Going somewhere tonight. The quickening of your mortal body. It is also by this spirit that we are able to establish. I can't deal with all of that anymore tonight. It is also by this spirit that we are also that we are able to establish connection. All right, both our uplink and our horizontal link. It is by this Holy Spirit because it is deep that calls unto deep. All right, because the Spirit of God is in me and the Spirit of God is in you and the Spirit of God is of God. Right. Every time that I am, let's not get there. It's, it's going to, uh, I, every time that I am in fellowship with you, all right? I am in fellowship with you in virtue of my connectedness to God. It may look like a roundabout way, but the way it works is that my, 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 my spiritual life, as it were, and the essence with which I'm able to, correspond, to, to, to interface with you, it goes through the Father. It goes through God. All right? In order to get to you. Because the Holy Spirit provides the basis of our interaction. And the Holy Spirit is God. The, that Holy Spirit on my inside also has quickening responsibilities. It is a spirit that quickens. It is a spirit that quickens. It is a spirit that quickens. The flesh on its own can profit you nothing. It is a spirit that quickens. And the Bible says, if that spirit is in you, he that raised Jesus from the dead is able to quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. The context here, he says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. All right? Because of this, we are debtors, not to the flesh. Why? Because there is a spirit that lives on your inside to quicken your mortal body. You no longer can come up with the excuse of saying, as long as we're in the flesh, you cannot deny, as long as you're in the flesh, a fish cannot deny water, any more can I deny, you know, as long as we're in the flesh. Like, come on, we're in the flesh. Why are you talking as if you can live above sin when we're in the flesh? All right? The next verse is, therefore, that therefore means consequently, because of this, brethren, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We are no longer debtors to the flesh. We don't owe anything to the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit, if you through the spirit, 
do mortify the deeds of the flesh you shall live for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but we have received the spirit of adoption by which or whereby we cry abba father and this is the spirit himself best witness with our spirit that we are children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if so be that we suffer with him that we might also be glorified together the the tabernacle implication for the individual believer is the fact that you are guaranteed a life of victory a life of victory above the elemental powers of the fallen human nature so that you you have been you have been delivered all right you have been you have been delivered from your indebtedness and liability to the flesh. The reason why the believer is no longer helpless at the hands of his base carnal desires and the lust of the flesh is because there's a superior government that is alive within your vessel, your body, your body, your physical body. This body now provides accommodation for God to dwell. It's a tabernacle. And the one that dwells within it animates it. I'm out of time. Should have talked to you tonight about the corporate reality of this thing. This is why when the Bible says, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And in that context, he said, all right, whatever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why? For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And I said, excuse me, sir. I understand that where two or three are gathered together in your name, you are there in their midst. But how does this mean that whatever they bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever they lose on earth is loosed in heaven? Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven, for, for, because where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. I, there am I in the midst of them. The two, three that are gathered together in my name provide a dwelling space for me to step into their midst. There am I in the midst of them. And this is the explanation for the prior grants that had been given. The grant of binding on the earth and having it bound in heaven. Of losing on the earth and having it loosed in heaven. Because I wondered, and I said, excuse me, I expect that it is whatever is bound in heaven that should be bound on the earth. Whatever is loosed in heaven that we should lose on the earth. But here he says, it is what you bind on the earth that will be bound in heaven. And it is what you lose on the earth that will be loosed in heaven. And I said, excuse me, how is it that the earth provides direction for the heaven in this matter. He said, because where two 
or three are gathered together in my name there am i in the middle in the midst of them it is the it is the animating presence of god in the midst of the congregation that turns that thing into a temple a tabernacle and a tabernacle on the earth is a place where god dwells whatever is coming out of that place to go to heaven this is god to god and that government is the way that God intends that the, the verities of the kingdom and the powers of the age to come be brought to bear upon our civilization. It is a system that is very difficult for outsiders to understand. Alright? But those of us inside, we know what's going on. It is government. This is how it happens. It is that Jesus is animating our existence on the earth animating our congregating here our congregating here creates a tabernacle arrangement in the spirit because jesus is in our midst we are provided a dwelling place for jesus he steps into our midst as a corporate people and then whatever we are doing in that place now all right cannot be denied by the heaven because the living lord is the animating principle of the progression and the procession of our congregating that simply means ladies and gentlemen what i'm saying is this when we gather like that jesus is in our midst jesus in our midst is not here to take instructions from us huh? jesus is in our midst as lord that means that the life of jesus is what animates our gathering that's what animates our activity in another way, let me. It is the Jesus in our midst that sponsors the procession, that sponsors the proceeding of that meeting. And I'm saying that anything that is sponsored by Jesus, the Father cannot say no to it. Jesus is the Son to whom the Father cannot say no. This is why you can have a situation where the edict proceeds from the earth. Yet, when he gets to the heaven, they will rubber stamp it. Why? Because he came from this gathering where two or three were gathered together in the name of Jesus. For everywhere such happens, Jesus is the one in their midst. So that thing that is rising from their midst to the heaven, it is sponsored by Jesus. The Spirit himself helps our infirmity. Because we don't know how we ought to pray as we should. But the, the Spirit himself, he makes intercession with us, for us, with groanings that cannot be uttered. When you have that kind of arrangement, you have right there a functioning legislative arm of the government of heaven. We can pass decrees and we see them happen because they are sponsored by the life of the Christ in our midst. This is why it suddenly looks as if the heaven is waiting to say, Let, let's see what they send up today. <laughs> let's see what they send up today. And whatever we bind on earth, the heaven binds it. Whatever we lose on earth, the heaven loses it. Because right here on earth is a tabernacle. The, the, the presence of Jesus is in our midst. We are provided in a habitation. 
tonight I want us to pray. And I want us to make a transition. Number one is this, the personal dimension to this thing. I really wanted to deal with the corporate thing. But I think you get the idea now. And you, because you can't get the corporate thing. Everybody is supposed to come as a living temple. Every individual comes as a living temple. And then it is because you are alive. I am alive and he is alive and she is alive. We come together and we have a compounded living organism that is welded into one. For this living head, says a wise man, will not admit a dead body. Will not admit a dead member. That means every member of Christ, every member of the body of Christ is supposed to be a living organism. We are living stone. We are lively stones. And it is in virtue of being alive that the connectedness happens in the spirit by which we are built up into a holy habitation of God by his spirit. Tonight, online and on site, I'd like for you to open your mouth and talk to the Lord. I am your tabernacle. I'm your tabernacle. Before we say that we are your tabernacle, I am your tabernacle. Mafetamo sosalema. Befesasimia fatiko varakitaske lombo vonasigia tabirakamo. The implication is that there is quickening for my mortal body. There's quickening. That quickening, it has moral implication. It has moral implication. It has medical implications. It means that anything that is anti-God cannot survive in my mortal body. My flesh, my flesh, my flesh is habitation for God. Everything that defiles, everything that desecrates, is not allowed is not permitted in this body we are not just talking about my soul i'm not just talking about my mind i'm talking about every every cell in my body i'm talking of every tissue in my body i'm talking about every organ in my body i'm talking about every system in my body i'm talking about every fluid every blood every 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 fluid at all in my body every tendon every ligament every cartilage every marrow every calcium every bone in my body i'm talking of your body it is your body not just your spirit but your body is the temple of the holy spirit and because your body is that temple the bible says that the spirit of the one that raised jesus if that spirit is in your body he that raised jesus is able to quicken your mortal your mortal body this natural body can come under the quickening influence of the spirit of god because this my mortal natural body is the tabernacle of god my body has an ordination in quickening because of the Holy Spirit. My body will not degenerate because of the Holy Spirit. I speak life to my lungs. I speak life to my brain. I speak life to my liver tissue. Life to my kidney tissues. I speak life, life to my brain cells. I speak life to my marrow. I speak life to my joint. Agiminaskovratakia kaikebelo samalate. 
Mirimasi saile baratamu ka Fatima labenate molohana Aranis kombe fani kumbre kataski laiku telamanto sale Mivinis kibrefani oko paratika balakombe patala Apena siki, apena sako, apena seli, apena sindu Abini katani oko paranata Malene seliminate kobe parata a kriki kakoko pese kutate A lebene selimetu sabarani atame A ragamo, a ragamo, agamene tangimo Agamene kamanatu kafale menetaso balana Ariase saibo barate Mafeska briefi takitambo para Alete naskebu fatami kumpapati ya kabo Araske bomba babatakambo baratila Asili minifafati ya kabo Ayate saa, ayate saa, ayate saa, ayate do Ayate so, ayate pa, ayate ko, ayate ni Ayate bi, ayate kayo Apiso sase si kaiko bilani tamala Ivilane se saimila tuwa matamo Befeski bilanko ataimi kante se lapira na tuwa kabona Abelimina tukafale menetonke panikatu akubelane Arenike silimina kuatenaiku telemenaso salemo na kuadamo Arenese sailimini katu akaipo paratame lakambo Can you soak, can you soak your mortal body in this understanding? Can you bring your mortal body under the government of this world tonight? Igimini tamene kabini kamona kapelane my mortal body my mortal body my mortal body receive quickening 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 ileski minatasi samo ariske velatia suse saliatabo i command i command i command the reversal of that progression of loss of memory i command the reversal i don't know who you are loss of memory is reversed it 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 is reversed in the name of jesus is reversed quickening 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 it is the spirit that quickens and the spirit that quickens dwells in your mortal body quickening everything that is dead in your body contrary contrary to the normal the requirement for the normal function of your body everything that is so dead i quicken tonight i command it to come alive tonight mother and daughter quickening of your mortal body mother and daughter restoration 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 of your memory 
no loss no loss no loss in the name of jesus i want us to take the next two minutes to pray in the same light if the spirit of the one that raised up christ from the dead is in us he that raised up christ from the dead is able to quicken our mortal body by his spirit that dwell in us therefore we are not debtors to live after the flesh tonight won't take authority want to declare that morally the flesh has no hold over us not just not just bodily not just biologically morally every every moral compromise every moral decay every moral absurdity every moral abnormality everyone that has struggled at the hands of sin in one form or the other everyone that has struggled everyone that has struggled with an addiction with a habit everyone that has struggled with moral deficiencies of all sorts tonight because the spirit of the one that raised jesus from the dead is in you you are no longer a debtor to live after the flesh i'm not a debtor i have been quickened i've been quickened above the base elements above the base the base the base impulses of the fallen human nature there is a new principle at work in my body i'm not a slave of sin i'm not a slave of compromise i am not helpless in the hands of my flesh the works of the flesh shall not find expression in my life i give expression to the fruit of the spirit in the name of jesus i give expression to the fruit of the spirit Miski Baranitamo. I want you to pray that prayer for one more minute. I give expression to the fruit of the spirit, not the works of the flesh. This body is not a site for the manifestation of the activities of the flesh. I give expression only to the fruit of the spirit. Bilia separanite. Bofis soma in the name of jesus in the name of jesus wherever you are on site online if you can i just like you to raise your right hand as we try to draw a few things together and draw a line in the spirit just raise your hand your right hand and pray the holy ghost for 20 seconds Arisco Velanisi Saiko Felamanta Guvelasi Samovri Katami Lonko Fenisasia Libro Fanaka Veluku Vivinakata Maroske Vute Kafinisakovo Fatakiske Rataku Belana Maroski Vilani Kafono Sasiki Vilin Kavona Aroski Verati Kaboro Katalim Kufe Fetana Abrofokotali Govani Okofe Fetasasi Givara Kapali Abrakantasi Kaboroske Vonikante Kiba Apina Kombre Katanasu Salaitwa Arakio Kombadasi Selimi Vanatia Kofe Valamambo Rasi Sobe Vilenato Akaivu Velance yes jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus the lord speaks the lord speaks the lord speaks restoration and refreshing
restoration and refreshing restoration and refreshing the spirit of the lord is bringing restoration and refreshing the hand of the lord is upturning everything that was done by the enemy tonight there is a restoration there is a restoration we force things back to their normal place we reverse we reverse every demonic progression we reverse every demonic progression we reverse every demonic progress we reverse we reverse let there be a restoration tonight the lord pronounces restoration and refreshing i declare over your head over your life over your destiny restore 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 mila simbo health restored health restored health is restored tonight tonight i destroy the reign of death in your mortal body i hold the reign of death in your mortal body death will not reign in your mortal body when it is time to die you will close your eyes in peace and open them in please death will not reign death will not reign death will not reign death will not reign in your body in the name of jesus therefore therefore tonight i reverse every ground that death has gained in your mortal body let it be reversed because jesus says restoration and refreshing Therefore, tonight, health is restored. Strength is restored. Health is restored. Strength is restored. Vision is restored. Hearing is restored. Mobility is restored. Everything that the enemy has destroyed, damaged, tonight, restore. Therefore, is restored. None of you is permitted to cross into the new year dry. And so tonight I speak a refreshing. I speak a refreshing. Where there have been struggles with prayer, I speak a refreshing. Where there have been struggles with the study of the word, I speak a refreshing. Where your soul has been famished, I speak a refreshing. Where there has been aridity and drought, I speak a refreshing. Where there has been confusion, I speak a refreshing. Where there has been barrenness and depression, I speak refreshing. In the name of Jesus, I see a new shooting like of a seedling. And I just heard hope alive, hope alive, hope alive. I don't know what it is, but your hope will not die. Cast not away your confidence. It is of great recompense of reward. Tonight, Jesus says to say to you, hope alive. 
hope alive hope alive hope alive many of you will yet sing the song of testimony even in this year in this same month in this in this next few days before we enter into a new year you will yet sing the song of a testifier in the name of jesus therefore keep hope alive right now i speak revival rejuvenation in every human heart that has started to lose hope everyone that has rewritten the word of god so that it can line up with your circumstances and challenges tonight let hope come alive yes i declare that hope springs up in your heart again it will eat up the edifice of doubt and unbelief that the enemy has sought to install in your system tonight we eat up every corruption every virus that is about to invade your psyche invade your mind invade your belief system invade your imagination invade your memory invade your spirit tonight we eat up we eat up let hope eat up every virus of unbelief every virus of doubt and despondency hope comes alive in your heart hope comes alive for i will restore i hear it over and over again six years of demonic plunder i will restore i don't know who it is six years of demonic plundering the lord says i will restore even the six years of demonic plundering i will restore somebody listening to me by the name of elizabeth i have a word for you from the lord the lord says i will restore the word says i will restore do not look at the deadness of your body and what the doctor has said i will restore don't put your eyes on that which seems to be dead i will restore elizabeth god says let hope let hope let hope rise in your heart i will restore i will restore I will restore there will be glory within and there will be a cloud above it the glory of the lord will animate your heart and the aura of his presence will be the garb upon your life for upon all the glory there shall be a defense the lord restores the lord refreshes the Lord restores. The Lord refreshes. Tonight, dryness comes to an end. Yes. Some of you receive new liberties in the place of prayer tonight. You will pray with so much freedom and liberty in the spirit. The utterance will flow ceaselessly. Because God, God refreshes you. There's a unique prophetic window that opens in this season. It stays open all the way into the month of February to be a year of accelerated encounters and access for as many as would 
dare to press in the spirit. And I pray for you that you will take full advantage of this portal in the mighty name of Jesus. Do business. Do business. Do business in deep waters. Do business in high places. For there's a heightened eagerness in the spirit within this window to pour forth upon men and women that we keep the watch of the Lord. The bounties of the age that is yet to come. I will restore. I will refresh. So shall it be unto you. Everything that is pending for 2022 comes in 2022. There shall be no carryovers. There shall be no carryovers. There shall be no carryovers. In the name of Jesus. It is well with your spirit. It is well with your soul. It is well with your mortal body. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed out of the heavens. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.
Krishna hoti ka falandosh ke pele ke teteila zineno no honi ka bahadele kotobodi is what was not discussed between myself and Reverend Gideon is the fact that to start the year there's a sermon series that the Lord laid on my heart called building a spiritual house how that the Lord is constructing lives individually that can then corporately be put together for his habitation in the earth and that there is a specificity in the spirit that is required for the glory to fill the house that the glory does not come incrementally it is a binary function there was no glory in that temple at tabernacle and when it was complete the glory came in one swoop and how that we cannot judge our proximity to the seasons of god because one moment it is empty and when it is complete then it is filled with his glory and the lord would say tonight to someone i'm almost done no more houses are built with brick brick is standardized it is easily reproducible it is similar but every time god would build or call for a building he called for stone stone is difficult to work with it is bespoke it must be quarried it ilanus na frakatemento kabaria in essence when you're building with stone an element of what you're building needs to be tailored to the stone as opposed to the stone to the building and the lord would say that we are all living stones that he has been chipping us in the quarry he has been cutting to shape and when you build with stone you have to cut one stone to fit the next one and so we accept the word of the lord that between now and february is the time where the glory of the lord will begin to feel the temple the bible calls the 10 commandments the work of god think about it the work of god not the instructions the work in essence the com- the commandments were designed to engrave on stone the reality of what who and how god is many of us in this season are about to be the work of god and he will finish 
what he has started we belong to you and we came from you we return to you we are yours now and forever open a season of your dealings now and forever the human component that God constructs can be a tabernacle. In essence, the human body, as we heard, is the atom of the tabernacle system. But everything that contains or comprises of one or multiple human beings in connection becomes a tabernacle. The church can be a tabernacle because it is made of humans in connection. A marriage can be a tabernacle. A re relationship of friends can be a tabernacle. A nation, wherever God finds humanity laid in order, he can inhabit. I believe it is the Auburn Bible who quotes, if I'm not mistaken, or the Street Bible that quotes John chapter 1 as, And the Word became human and moved into the neighborhood. Moved into the city, moved into the family, moved into the country, moved into the business, moved into the industry, the logos, the the reality we heard yesterday that at his uh, at, at the simplest understanding, God is a pure mind. The 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 reality of who and what and how God is finds expression geographically and systemically, such that we can behold the glory. 
arise and shine why for your light has come but it came with a friend and the glory of the lord is risen upon you and so the moment of your manifestation is to occasion a world around you to behold the glory that has been tabernacled in and through you father as a house we accept the baton tonight move into every neighborhood move into ealing move into waltham forest move into london move into nottingham move into sheffield move into birmingham move into edinburgh move into lagos move into kissy move into nairobi move into kaduna Elefuna moving to Atlanta. Sikopania sakapania ketelikinenu savati. Moving to families and homes, marriages, moving to businesses, moving to industries. Occasion our presence and connection to Engako Sapia. Establish the will and way of the Lord. Let a generation find you at our feet the glory is his nature his wisdom his power his wealth his influence his significance it is what it would be if God himself was actively exerting himself in that environment Somebody lift your hands and say glory. Say God, let your glory find expression in me in this season. No. Let your glory displace my humanity till through me you can displace the reality that surrounds me. eternal one sovereign one risen one unto you oh lift your voice somebody two more minutes something's pregnant we heard 2022 will not leave any juice left in this fruit come on unto you come on lift your voice lift your voice you are able unto you unto you you are able you are able be your glory honor power dominion forever Forever none to you who are able take my delay up a little bit, Tony. None to you. Not again, delay. Who are able none to you who are able, are able, are able. Be on glory, honor, power, 
dominion lift your voice beyond glory honor power dominion forever We belong to you. And now I declare that over these last 10 days of this year, a portal of transaction is opened for fruitful encounter with the Lord I don't mean the oh wow God no no I mean fruitful encounter encounters that have tangible ramifications I'm talking dreams I'm talking visions I'm talking moments in the word I'm talking moments in a service where everybody else is hearing a sermon time stands still and the word of the Lord comes and pokes you in the chest I'm talking instructions corrections I'm talking answers to questions that have plagued you for a long time. I'm talking divine releases and upgrades to, to kingdom technology in your life. For the time has come that the dead in Christ shall hear his voice and they which hear it shall live. The dead things come to as we heard tonight dead altars dead moments with god dead giftings dead anointings dead hope dead faith dead mandates dead commissions dead mantles lafronante prakia live i hear a voice say live in my shadow that the parallel dimension of the unseen will cooperate with God's agenda for you see I see ah Jesus I see some of you have been locked up the original you was switched long ago in the unseen realm and you have been a caricature what we have been interacting with on this plane has been a false projection tonight we unleash the full complement of the man and woman that God ordained Lazarus come forth Lazarus come forth thank you Jesus tonight the Lord is healing throat infections I see the fire of God going down throats and chests and tracheal regions and respiratory. Ah, we come against asthma. We come against every respiratory tract. Liquid fire begins to clear throats and chests and lungs. In the name of Jesus, we come against cirrhosis. We come against lung cancer. We come against growth and goiter uh, and pulmonary akurieketa pranteko embolisms. We yeshumaika tefunami kurete fatana.
we command voices and vocal cords to receive restoration viruses to die in the presence of the glory of God tonight the Lord is healing to- I don't know why but toes and feet 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 I see feet manso prekinambro kotia ah fasciitis healed turf toe healed lecronem procusta by falling bridges healed na arches healed nanso koto prekina leprokota akona achilles healed ankles strengthened in the glory swollen feet healed 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 and with them you will walk and 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 the lord would say that these two dimensions these two classes of supernatural encounters and supernatural healings are a sign that god is restoring both your voice and your mobility as a house and as individuals god is restoring our voice is and our mobilities leruna Akabaye sadula mi koma lenkonse frapake katade For with these feet says the Lord you will stand in the house of the Lord by day and by night Oh it's the last night pardon me I'll be done in a few moments now, I've been fighting this because I don't have the language for it and I don't want anybody to laugh but I'm just going to put it in the only way my brain can process it. I'm seeing something that looks like in, in the movie Black Panther, the ancestral plane. It's an alternate dimension with a hue of colors and I'm seeing Laurune Kisafati entities in that plane concerning many of us. Some are spirits and some are the spirits as we've heard tonight of unjust men I hear me there is a plane of existence a parallel reality that God is opening my eyes to see for many of us tonight where there is an unholy alliance between spirit beings and what you would call ancestors and there is an unholy gravity that has called and there are conversations that are going on because many of us have stepped into seasons where according to that demonic system you are to be summoned to go the way of those who went before you and I don't mean death I mean your life has come to a crossroads where those that went before you went this way at that point and your altar with the Lord has been pulling you right when they want you to go left and so there have been manifestations in your life and some of you have even had visions or dreams or prophetic encounters of this visitation negotiations okay we can accept your jesus but this is what we demand 
we may not have access to your soul for eternity but we still demand a share in the outcome of the economy of your life but tonight the devil is a liar we speak fire in the holy ghost and we command a burning for this battle the lord says shall be with burning with burning and fire for some of you it's manifesting in a tampering with your sanity so can i get my laptop in, the, in my office real quick please with a, a tampering with your sanity you feel like you are losing your mind there are moments the moment where you, you can't think straight you 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 it's like your brain begins to glitch under pressure but we rebuke that spirit in the name of jesus we command freedom we command freedom thank you holy spirit Lord, I speak to every seething pot. We uncover you. We empty your contents to be swallowed up by the ground benignly and we break you forever. Never again will you hold calamity. And we declare that human, human custodians of that of those parts that will not repent we speak fire 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 in the name depression is broken heaviness is broke if you could see what I see. Lift your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice. Holy. Come on, come on, come on. We are going to Ikuta. Thank you, Lord. demonic embargoes are lifted are lifted are lifted are lifted if you're watching online put your stretch your hands into the direction of whatever screen or device you're watching on if you're here in the room stretch your hands to this altar broken 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 in the neck let God's people go. Yeah. It's the sound of Jubilee. Jubilee. Set God's people free. Oh, yes. Release our destiny. Claim it all back. 
claim it all back now this goes for many of us but 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 i hear the lord using one particular person as a point of reference tonight And so while I prophesy to this one person, I want everybody who bears witness to claim it for you. And again, I, I, the only analogy I have is a movie, so forgive me. I think I'm missing going to watch a movie. It's been a long time. But it's from the final installment, and don't ask me how I know. I've watched it, yes. A long time ago so in the final installment of the Harry Potter franchise when Harry had his final duel against Voldemort and there was a, a, a again a parallel dimension where there was this deformed tiny creature a piece of the evil guy's soulish reality that was stuck in that place Because over time he had divided his soul so often. And I'm seeing a parallel picture in the spirit realm that there are some of us whose essences have been divided. You have been living, you know you've been living less than your full potential, but, but I want to shock you. You've actually been living with a piece of you because the rest of you has been trapped somewhere in a place see uh, we, we talked about this and it is written remember that there are places in the spirit there are geographies in the spirit in christ is a place heavenly places is a place there are dimensions of locations in the spirit that are not geographical and 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 i see that many of us have been caught in two or more pieces and the, the, the main you has been held hostage while a piece of you has been allowed to live life. And the outcomes of your life have been consistent with that peace. Tonight, God wants the full weight of you restored. Stretch your hands and pray as I prophesy to this person. Family tonight, we go to that place and we pull out the full complement of you. We pull it out, we pull it out, and we redomicile it. That every time life fractured your essence every time a, a, a circumstances conspired by the enemy to cut you in in pieces we revisit that place and we call out the full weight of the man god intended emerge son of god emerge for what 
what allegiance has light with darkness and and the temple of god with the groove of idols we answer every ancestral call and we refute it in the name of jesus come forth let the veil be removed let the mask be taken off let the weight of his glory arise and shine for your light is come let the atmosphere and the economy around you change to God be the glory Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Inina, liquid love, liquid love, liquid love, liquid love, liquid love. In and then through you, to in and through Mali Kupa, his gentleness has made you great. And so it will ever be thank you come on somebody give the lord a round of praise for yourself tonight for yourself for yourself for your mm, oh i said give him praise give him glory give him honor now and forever and father we thank you as we come to the end of this spiritual pilgrimage Thank you for not leaving us without help. And the Bible says that when Moses would leave, that Joshua the son of Nun would remain in that tabernacle. The corporate pilgrimage may be over, but the cloud will not lift. And I bear witness with what Reverend Gideon said tonight because I heard the same thing. February. For many of you know that that February has been a line in the sand. We drew a line from the summit in November to February, the end of February and said God had a work to do. The cloud will not depart and now you can decide how quick you graduate from the school of his glory. May the peace of God rest upon every individual home and tabernacle. May we find him as we seek him. In the name of Jesus. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Come on. Now a reminder. First of all, if you if you're watching this on the Kingdom Culture TV YouTube channel, just stay where you are for me. On the Kingdom Culture TV YouTube channel, it means you have not or if you are not subscribed to the Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub YouTube channel, we need you to do that right now, right now. Just wherever you are now, do that right now because a Prayer Culture is a non-denominational apostolic hub that we govern in, uh, in, in fellowship with other spiritual houses and it is completely devoted to prayer, to intercession, for equipping, strategic collaboration and fellowship. And as part of prayer culture, we run a 24-7 prayer room with three prayer meetings minimum every single day. 
at 6.30 a.m. UK time, Monday to Saturday, we have Morning Drops of Glory. It is a devotional, corporate devotion. In the afternoon at 12 noon UK time, we, it's called The Gap, and we stand in the gap for cities, nations, and the will of God. And of course, in the evenings, we've taken up the evenings these 10 days. We have the altar where we pray for revival, reformation, but also for needs, healings, deliverances, divine interventions. However, every Tuesday and Friday, my favorite watch is called The Press. We call this the Gethsemane Watch, where we transact with god where we press into him where we pursue him uh, and the what the press has been on break since the summit but it resumes this friday this friday is a final hebrew new month every hebrew month starts with a new moon of the year and every uh, usually we gather every month on the first day of the hebrew month the new moon to take advantage of the technology of the spirit is captured by the word of god and this month we are gathering today this week at, on friday at 11 p.m as the final one of the year we will be conducting a transaction in the spirit to move us into 2023 so do not miss it someone say don't miss it the details are on your screen. You can join in by YouTube or by Zoom. And if you want to be a part of the Telegram channel, the Family Hub, the details are on your screen as well right now. T.me forward slash KCM Prayer Culture or on Telegram, look for Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub. Stand with me tonight. If you haven't had a chance to give and you want to the details are in the video description or on your screen as we speak do as the lord and occasion serve and lead you thank you for your oh <sighs> welcome look at the neighbor say welcome to a new season Say welcome to new rules of engagement. Say welcome to a different altitude. In the name of Jesus. Now look at the neighbor and tell them, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days. Somebody's excited about the press, amen. All the days of our lives. Say goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives now say and we will dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen god bless you see everybody on friday at 11 p.m at the press